Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It's back. The Cronin cast. Ooh, this is the cringe cast. <laughs> Cronin cast. I'm, I'm going to be squeamish through this whole episode. Yeah, just a relaxing Sunday at the movies Ooh, for us. I'm already getting that kind of that tight feeling yeah. thinking about this movie. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast. Cronenberg's playing in the movie theaters. How cool Cronenberg's is that? back in the movies, Are man. Are you kidding me? We're it's been a all. long time. We're getting them all right now. This is like his first movie in eight years. We're talking about crimes of the future. What yeah. kind of crimes? Future crimes. They're, well, they're of the future. Yes, they are. Not to be confused with his 1970 his first movie. movie. That's on YouTube, you know. Is it? We should, yeah, we should do a that movie 60 sounds, minute of Mert. That movie sounds real weird. Has some similarities to this. Okay. This is... But it's not based on it or anything. I don't believe from what so. I've heard. But there is organ it's stuff just like, in that. The title is so cool. You gotta use. He's it. been trying to use this title for literally fifty years. Oh, I believe it. It's gold. It's a that's this a really feels great title. Crimes uh, of the future. Crimes of the future. Man. Very David cool. Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. I love that. Can you picture that on a paperback? Like yeah. a beat up paperback with a cool like hand draw <laughs> cover. <laughs> Crimes of the future. Kind of just rolls off the tongue. It's, it's like good. I can't believe there's not an indie rock band called that. <laughs> it's uh, some kids now, 10, 20 <laughs> years from now. But this feels like a kind of cool bookend too, in a way for Cronenberg. Oh, yeah. Man, this is it's a weird movie, and this is kind of the first weird Cronenberg movie that he's made in a while. In two decades, almost, I would think. I'm a. So this feels a lot like this is his first original screenplay since Existence, which oh, was like wow. from the late ninety nine, okay. right? Two thousand yeah, yeah. first original screenplay. All the other ones have been adaptations. Hmm. And this world of this Crimes of the Future wow. feels a lot like a fleshed out Existence ending. This is Cronenberg through and through. This yeah, movie man. gives you everything on the Cronenberg checklist. Yes. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, it's like. All of him updating his ideas from Crash yeah. and Videodrome and Existence and Naked Lunch. Dead Ringers. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything <laughs> is in here. It really feels... so. All right. The legend is almost 80, <laughs> right? He's 80 yeah. years old. This is the first Cronenberg movie I've seen in a movie theater since, like, Eastern Promises. Yeah. I know yeah. Cosmopolis probably played, you know, a week at... <laughs> probably Summerfield, you know yeah. the art house theater but this is cronenberg in a movie theater like again eastern promises 15 years ago was the last time i saw him in a big theater and this is the first cronenberg like gross kind of movie that he's oh, done yeah. i don't want to discount anything he's done in those intervening years because our dangerous method episode's good that's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, absolutely. That's like a top 10 Cronenberg. The Vigo Mortensen stuff <sighs> has been all top notch yeah. for me. Anybody disparages History of Violence or oh, no. Eastern Promises, out of their I don't skull. hear it. No. No. Those are two great movies. And for people to but say they aren't. Of, but they're kind of straightforward. They have a narrative a plot. They're not supernatural. They're not bizarre in the way that 
now he's back to that, like you said, that existence of like, this is my world now. Yes. You have to live in it. This feels like a 1999 kind of movie. This feels like a Cronenberg, like this is, <laughs> this is my vision yeah. of the future where everyone's a performance artist. Everyone's growing weird body parts. Yeah. And Our bodies are changing due to years of ingesting junk. And everything is just... Microplastics just and other a, a stuff. a little off. Everything's just a little yeah. off. Yeah. But Cronenberg, you know, I don't want to... Maybe I'm looking too deep in this movie, but again, he's 80, right? First movie we've seen, you know, it's playing at Con. Also, it just came out of nowhere at Con. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I literally like heard like Cronenberg had a new movie coming out, like in the works... And then the next day is just like, oh, it's opening Friday. Oh, it's here. I heard about this movie yeah. and then got to see it like the next Friday. I that's yeah, we brought that up in the men episode because we had a double feature. <laughs> yeah, we've watched, we went, we went, guys. This is a hell of a double feature. I can recommend to yeah. you right now. Go see Crimes of the Future and then follow it up with a little men, a little mm-hmm. dessert of men. Alex Garland's movie. That was a good Sunday. But yeah, hearing that, yeah, there was a new David Cronenberg movie. I usually expect then, okay, we'll see it in 18 months. We'll see it yeah. nine months at best from Again, now. I didn't see Dangerous Method in and the theaters. It came out in May, and it was like, oh, this is like a... Oh. This, and, this and Top Gun are out. Dude, this These came are the out, two movies that are out right now. This movie came out sandwiched between Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. the biggest dad boner of like the last 30 years, and the huge dinosaur movie yeah <laughs> right in the middle of that is crimes of the future about sex surgery <laughs> just insane cronenberg is pushing his own boundaries in this whole thing again if i'm looking too into this call me a romantic but mm. it feels like his like you know oh god this is bad like the love letter this is him playing the all song. the hits going out big you know I don't want to get too far into the, he's back. It's his first Cronenberg movie in 22 years. Because that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's made some, again, what, two of my top five he's made. If those aren't Cronenberg movies, you know, the straight story is a Lynch movie. Exactly. Even though it's G-rated, man. Lynch made a G-rated Disney movie in between, you know, Lost Highway and Mulholland Drive. And that's where we're at here. But this is, yeah, this is like, the return of the weird holes that people stick things into Cronenberg. A lot of it. This is when we get that the, real squirmy, squishy, gooey. The accident, you know, the body cutting and penetration yeah. of Crash. Mm-hmm. All the penetration, the violation of dead ringers, the vagina stomach of Videodrome. The, yeah, the violation, the surgery. Sex but this time, of dead so ringers. I saw this one a couple times. If I get a chance to see Cronenberg movie in a big recliner seat. Like, right. I'll see that a couple times, you go, right? Yeah, you go. Who knows if I'll get another one? The guy's stayed busy, but first movie in eight years. When am I going to see another yeah. Cronenberg? And, you know, his visions that we've seen these themes, even in movies like Dangerous Method, of, like, transformation and what that means to and for our society, the way that he looks into these alternate timelines Mm -hmm. is always very effective for me even though existence was a game the way he like kind of wove in those two worlds it's very uh under under your skin i got a big dangerous method uh vibe when vigo mortensen shows up yeah and cronenberg kind of does what he did with keir knightley and gives him like a really 
hard to watch (laughs) disability where he can't swallow. Watching this guy eat is tough. And every word, though, is like just a battle to get out. He's the whole performance of Vigo is our main Saul Tensor performance artist who grows weird organs and then has them dissected live in front of an audience. It's hard to watch him because every word is like. <laughs> well, in the beginning, especially he uh, he sl- has a rough night of sleep. Yeah. This is like a great. <laughs> so this movie's all about aging out, right? Mm. Those movies always kind of hit me hard. Aging out of sight. That's you know that's scary. It's our own scary thing that we all have to go through. But this right? movie's like if you aged out as a species. Yeah, <laughs> the human species is evolving. We're now at, the movie confronts pretty head on. Our battle with uh, waste and how much plastics are starting to show up in our food. Yeah, this feels like a very socially conscious movie when you think about the messages and the conflicts it's bringing up. My two experiences were so different with this movie because I had just put myself through men a couple times, you know, over the last (laughs) week or so. The movie. You know, and yeah, I've been going through men like crazy. (laughs) And... Again, you that know, one day when I'm, up. yeah, when I'm just like, why say, why are they all gonna be thinkers? Yeah, <laughs> why do I gotta ponder these movies for like weeks afterwards? But the first time I hit, heard this, you know, I went in watching Men and then heard about Walkouts later. I went into Crimes of the Future hearing all the horror spook stories from Con, where like there were walkouts in the first five minutes, and you know, it's that old. You won't stay till the end. <laughs> it's like Cronenberg's putting a William Castle movie into theaters in his yeah right when he's eighty, and so I sat there the whole time knowing what men got away with. I was like, if Cronenberg just saw how many buttholes got stretched in that movie, what is what did he do to cause these walkouts? I didn't know anything. I think I knew Vigo was in this movie, but I didn't know. He was going to play all the hits. Yeah. <laughs> all the cutting as sex, all the surgery as sex, the cutting all the is new so sexes. Bad. Oh, man. This God, stuff, man. this movie really got me. The slicing and dicing that goes yeah. on, the squishy organ play that you get in this movie. As you're seeing this man have these organs removed from him for these, show. Yeah, these this vestigial is, organs. And his body's trying to grow new organs that they don't know if they'll function or if they'll kill him. Are it, they tumors or are they him evolving? The, the, his, his assistant, uh, she even has the little device that reminded me a lot of like naked lunch bugs yes and like it's, it's like a squishy remote it's like a video game controller but it looks like a squishy beetle yeah it's yeah, made yeah. out of like gummy so she, yeah <laughs> caprice has got that she's his muse and she tattoos Dude, his organs this woman somehow. is the she plays benicio del toro's muse in uh, the french dispatch oh really okay. so i'm watching this movie with her naked body being sliced and diced open i'm going where have I seen this naked <laughs> French woman before? But these... <laughs> she was also just in the James Bond movies. Yeah. Though, at least No Time to Die and the one before she, that. She's great. Yeah, yeah, she's showing up a lot and deservedly so. And I'm, she's... the This woman, Leia Sedu. Leia Sedu, yeah. Sedu, sure. She is the perfect Cronenberg. Yes. Sad, beautiful, yes. complicated, Sad, beautiful French accent woman. girl. Oh man, such a great Cronenberg woman. She fits perfectly in this. It's what, yeah. It's like, oh, where's she? Where's she been? I would have loved to have seen her in more Cronenberg before this. Yes, part. very cool. And Vigo, you know, who's now what fourth 
This is his fourth Cronenberg movie, Dangerous Method, yeah, Eastern yeah. Promises, A History of Balance. But you look at those four roles. Holy shit. Not only are they four of the best of his career, I think, but totally... Couldn't be more com- different. Couldn't yeah. be doing different things, right? You know, his what? He plays Freud in A Dangerous Method mm-hmm. and absolutely crushes a couple of the scenes. Important parts of the movie. This is just one of these violent body movies. I keep seeing that it's body horror, but yeah. as I said, so I saw it twice. The first time I went in just scared the whole time of what I was going to see. What did Cronenberg do to get people to so in a tizzy at sure. con? What is in this? Where did he go? And so after I saw what an R rating is now in men, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, where does Cronenberg get to go in his last movie maybe? I don't know why I'm prematurely just killing off Cronenberg here. I'm just like, how many 80-plus-year-olds are getting movies in theaters, right? I mean, so, yeah. You, you, this is a gift. You know, this is huge. Oh, absolutely. That's how I felt watching this movie the whole way, actually. Yeah, just like, this is a I'm gift. I'm sitting here watching this movie. It's got, all, like I said, all the hits. It's even got the weird bones that... Dude, the bones the, are... The instruments that look like bones. Greatest hits sounds so insulting, which I'm not meaning to be. I mean, it's just him doing some of his most fun i work you get it's kind like of a return see, of the hr geiger when you see equipment. the like band after 30 years on tour finally and they play all the hits like that's what you want you want that full you're that, saying if you get if you get one more if you get one <laughs> this more man go. dies next year drops dead i just like that he's he, he never he's the guy that never went to the easy route the, no. the mainstream route no he's like in this movie is like him doubling down like yeah i may be 80 but i'm still gonna Dude, bring you crazy. the weird weirdest shit you've ever we've seen. gotten some gifts from like man yeah. before the devil knows you're dead sydney lemay was like 83 84 <sighs> oh that's dear god good movie i mean clint eastwood's more hit or miss but that's an old man making movies right there robert mm-hmm. redford old man in the gun that movie and Cronenberg's an 80 year old guy getting just surgery orgasms put into a serious movie yeah you know Crash is getting you know it's got a Criterion release now it was kind of that movie that never really got a good video transfer and was kind of uh left in 1997 Mm -hmm. and now it's getting this you know now he got to make the same concepts that he approached in in Crash and the same as he did in Videodrome and that transformation in Naked Lunch, but he never gave that up. You know, right? Dangerous Method and is all about human transformation, and it feels like it's more relevant now than ever. Like we're seeing stuff in this movie that is like not that far off. Yes, from the kind of stuff really that, close in the like, grand scheme. We currently live in a society where there's a show called Doctor Pimple Popper, and you oh, watch yeah. that I've for entertainment. That a lot. I've watched people watch, at least 20 you know, of those. People get off on the medical stuff. Yeah. And to have him just True. have have this be a front and center, like, yeah, everyone comes to watch this weird medical procedure. Uh, well, there's stuff that hits really... That doesn't feel too far off. So this is a project that, you know, I think it's kind of, again, it's a little insulting to say Cronenberg's back because, you know, like the Bob, the big boy, he never went away. He never really went away, no. He was making some of his best work. Yeah. When it was supposedly not classic Cronenberg. But he's wanted to do this story. He wanted to do this right after Existence. Mm. I don't know how he's getting the money to do it now, but he's been. This is the thing he wanted to do. You'll never guess. 
originally in the Vigo role was Nick Cage. Oh, shit. We could have gotten the Nick Cage. If Existence hadn't been just buried. Wow. He would have been making Crimes of the Future with Nick Cage in some like Minority Report era totally. technology. This could have been a very different movie. This is a darker, more kind of a smaller movie. It feels just like it could have been all filmed in one tiny little street. We see like a couple yeah, buildings, yeah. you know, and like a performance space, but it's this very, you know, almost uh, Caligari esque kind of sets. You I know, I saw it was filmed in Athens, Greece. L- the credits are ninety percent a showcase yeah. of every Greek last it's name a great, possible. Great, great it's roll a roll of names. Great list of names, man. Definitely. Nothing but like nine syllable names on every spot. Yeah. It's amazing. But it it looks great because it looks bombed out and also classical. Yes. Like so you're already thrust into this weird maybe post apocalyptic, maybe yeah. just society on the downslope, but we to you know the the way that we are introduced to this world and learn to understand it, and it's also got the floating bed with the sucker eel looking arms. Oh man, that heals Vigo Mortensen through some weird violating method. He got that you to... never really need to know about, but you're in it's this gross. movie where the the so it's all of that together. All the settings look like big, gorgeous movie sets. Yeah, one of those movies that inte- you know like. But like Bergman type sets, like yeah, or like you know, or like, like you know, a, a set version of you know the Vienna in th- the Third Man, like mm-hmm. the slum mm-hmm. version of bomb post war Vienna, definitely. But just in this like shitty little, because a lot of this stuff that feels not that far away, is this movie is all about talking about how humans might just start evolving into not humans because mm-hmm. we don't actually know what we consume. I don't totally know what's in oh, this man. beer. I don't really know what's in my water. We I've, could be ingesting anything. I've read we've got microplastics in our lungs already. Yeah. And this movie is talking about we're living long enough where we just start evolving to like be trash compactors. Because that's the only way we'll confront our growing garbage problem. That's scary shit. Yeah, right. That's real, man. That is a lot. The race of plastic eaters in this movie. Did not see that coming. You did not see a movie From where people of, just... And I guess that's the crime. I'm, the yeah, one thing I'm so wondering is what the crime is. There the are some threads in this movie that I feel like don't quite get tied up. There's a whole like cop who I was like, who the fuck is this guy? There's like a private investigator that meets with Vigo out by the docks. Yeah. Again, more like weird set piece noir. I don't quite get why Vigo's like undercover. That's a weird story. Like, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't quite. I don't know get. why everyone squats when they talk to Everybody each other. Everybody is in a hunch, man. <laughs> Vigo is. Our con- bodies are. I mean, changing. I know he's in, he's in pain constantly because he's got these organs growing in him. But yeah, human hum- humanity is evolving in these weird ways. But we're already developing bacteria to eat plastic. Like we're like yeah. we're already ingesting this stuff. The key is ingesting it in tiny amounts. We can't push the plastic yeah. threshold, people. Cut to the plastic threshold immediately being pushed well, in like two years. It, it, I believe it is illegal to eat plastic in this future. That's why they're that's why they're uh, investigating them. But so I had no idea going to this movie. I had heard there were walkouts, and that's why I was mm-hmm. all scared. And Five minutes in, we get weird visuals, some of which I don't think really get backed up. Uh, and I'm not sure if I'm into the idea of how little he showed. 
we start with this really cool eerie scene of this boy sitting by this you know kind of a lazy beach mm-hmm. with this huge bombed out rusted tanker that kind of looks alien mm. sitting in the background like am i looking at a spaceship that crashed into this lake Ooh. i don't have no idea what is in this future because we don't really explore a lot of the future this feels very sparse in mm-hmm. a way very like kind of low budget i don't know what the budget for this is looks beautiful but yeah like you said, a lot of practical effects, a lot of the kind of stuff you see in Dead Ringers that return to that Geiger look. But it has this kind of cheap but homey noir feel. And sometimes I feel it goes in a little bit too many of those kind of weird directions. But the message at its core is really scary. And that's what I picked up on the second time when it also became more of a quirky love story. There's this playful romance between these two performance artists. And it's not really as dark of a movie as I thought the first time. There's layers to this for sure. But I saw this like three weeks ago. I'm still yeah. thinking about this. I'm still not I'm still confused about parts of this. Still I don't know if this is a lesser Cronenberg or one of the best mixes of Cronenberg. Like I don't quite know. I know. For me, it's like, yeah, it gives me everything I want in a Cronenberg movie. <laughs> sure. But I'm not sure if it would crack the top 10 that I kind of have in my mind. Yeah. Um, but Vigo's great in it. Kristen Stewart is great a, in it. She's really good in this. I did not see that coming. You get to see a mother smother her child five minutes right into a movie. Right off the bat. Starts after, with after that. After he eats a, a plastic wastebasket. Man, this is a futuristic take on we need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> How much are you looking forward to find like staring at your kid with tears in your eyes as he eats just a waste bin? Yeah, right. Once you realize that you're the last generation of, of humans, now you're actually giving birth to I mean, my freaks. kid, literally, I feed him spoonfuls of food, and then he just tries to chew the table in front of him. So I get <laughs> yeah, it. I do they're there, it. right? But he's 10 months old. But yeah, but that- it's happening. This it's movie already were- happening. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen, but we know we're not that. This is not that unbelievable as a future, mm-hmm. and that kind of sucks. That hits. That shouldn't have to hit. Shouldn't have to be like, yeah, maybe we will involve to just only be able to digest waste and have to only subsist on toxic waste purple energy bars. I don't know. I think it would be much worse to grow random organs in your body constantly and at great pain to yourself. Like, I would actually, honestly, you tell me right now that I can get a, like, stomach (laughs) surgery and I can just eat plastic for the rest of my life. I mean, can we put ketchup on the plastic? or Is it just only plastic, though? I will do it. A hybrid model would be, like, the best. Yeah. But, well, I think I like the, the issues that it brings up of this future society has evolved past a lot of people having pain receptors. Yeah, that was cool too. So now suddenly... And they don't get diseases, I think they said at one point. So yeah. no one feels pain, so you have these surgeries happen. Yeah, people can cut and do anything they want to their bodies with no limits but all then of a sudden. But does that mean there's no pleasure in this traditional sense as yeah, well? Yeah, what's the new pleasure? And the yeah. movie confronts whether we need to evolve to a new kind of sex. That's always a fascinating topic. <laughs> that but, is, I love Cronenberg. Yeah, that. man. He gets. <laughs> he just asks, like, what if people decided to have sex a little different in like sixty years? <laughs> and by different, I mean just knife play and only knife play. Uh, ooh, like, ooh. and that's what a lot of this movie is. Is that? I mean, if it doesn't hurt to get cut, 
Yeah. But what you know, what does it feel like instead, I guess? Yeah. Or I don't know, man. Watching- like, honestly, I'm so vanilla that all of that, all of that <laughs> like stuff it. really is like, I'll trust you, yeah. Cronenberg. So- Whatever you say about sex and pain. I'll trust you on that because <laughs> I, I don't really go in that realm personally. A- approaching these <laughs> two movies so differently, like one expecting a horror movie and the second going in knowing everything that happened, knowing what to expect. I saw so much more like tenderness and kind of this funny kind of <laughs> almost this funny kind of sassy interplay between Vigo as and this woman as their kind of quirky performance artists. Yeah. Like not that far away from a Catherine O'Hara Tim Burton character. Mm. Just totally like, you know, in their own art gallery kind of world, except their world is if Vigo is preventing himself to evolve to the next level of humanity and he's the one kind of preserving his pain but i just saw so much more pleasure Mm. the second time when i wasn't expecting a horror story instead more of a human evolution story yeah they are that is a tender yeah his pleasure and pain was so like will shift you know it's like the eyes follow you wherever you go (laughs) if you go in expecting to be pain in this movie you'll see it but she also the the Caprice character, yeah, is like taking care of him in a lot of ways. It's, right? It's it's like uh, I kept thinking of Phantom Thread. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you can know see that. this weird kind of torturous relationship where you can't tell if like she's actually benefiting him or he is just really encouraging so, like the worst woman for him. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, so I kept thinking of that Phantom Thread, that self poisoning, and it seems like yeah, they're a very professional couple but when they start getting really passionate and there's a few illusions that cronenberg also kind of blurs the line it's a professional relationship through a lot of this like they kind of make jokes but it feels more like a gay couple Mm. for like a half hour and it only gets just like in like lynch's best stuff when suddenly he can ramp up the passion you know, when Laura Dern cranks it up to 11 in Wild at Heart, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Or when things suddenly get super serious in Mulholland Drive during the big audition. Like, suddenly when it's like, mm-hmm. oh, man, this cheesiness got real. The way they can go from this kind of gay couple performance art attitude, like, well, what organs are we going to cut out next? <laughs> we have a big show coming up. And Yeah, right. You better once, be growing that organ. <laughs> once they are in their weird early edition life form orthopedic beetle bed, like their walnut brain Total case, beetle bed. And <laughs> real bug bed. Yeah. And they're just cutting themselves, like programming their uh, squishy gummy beetle controller to do. And suddenly it's this weird, like you're flinching at all these little paper cuts that they're being given electronically all over their body. But then they're also just kind of writhing and not in this lusty, horny, sweaty way, but it's this like euphoric, Mm. like kind of like they're dazed, kind of embracing each other. There's a lot of wrapping around and embracing this movie. It's very, uh, very personal while exploring what it would be like to live without pain. What would we, you know, how would we go if our boundaries got stretched past our normal human limits. How many ears could we put on ourselves? We could get some ears. (laughs) This movie, so like... I did like that ear guy was hack. Right? People thought ear guy was like still like... Yeah, exactly. Out of all the body-altering performance art, just putting 10... 
20 ears on yourself and doing a dance. That's half. Yeah. You like ear guy? Really? <laughs> the ears The ears don't even do anything. That's, They're cosmetic. Oh, your guy's such a hack. This guy's all flash. Been Go wait, back to dancing, ear guy. To do the ear guy is hack joke. Yeah, what a, what a hack, I, ear I'm guy. I'm glad is, we can man. all agree, ear guy is hack. Total. Fl- <laughs> that guy's got no substance. Ridiculous. Might as well have a puppet on his hand. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's a updated Waylon Flowers and Madam. Low rung, low rung, Look ear guy, hands. low rung. But. This whole thing has so many different modern things that could be. This movie could be about abortion. It could be about being trans. This is a whole statement about the unknown amounts of all the toxic garbage that we're all consuming. And are we going to end up just eating uh, toxic waste candy bars? It's just Soylent Green. It's it's Cronenberg getting to do Soylent Green 50 years later in the grossest way. And... It's got all that great Howard Shore feel to it. The music's Sh- incredible, as always. One of the, Howard Shore has done, so I think maybe all of the Cronenberg scores, way dating way back. There's so many classics. This is one of the best. Mm-hmm. That great, perfect '90s rave industrial sound during the surgery performance arts. Yeah. I didn't know he was doing all that. I thought they literally, oh, they probably licensed some Ramstein song like Lost Highway. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> the distracting hell Ramstein. Your guy player. plays Ramstein. Your guy has to be a Ramstein. But it's all <laughs> Howard Shore. So you get these cool, like, That's Howard cool. Shore in a 2022 movie. He's like, give me a Ramstein feel <laughs> for some hack performance art. It's in a movie. Yeah. Cronenberg's putting it in a movie. Again, feels like a gift, definitely. <laughs> right. Delivered to It us. really feels like that great Lost Highway new metal soundtrack. Oh, yeah. In a great way. In such a good way. I love that Lynch went all in on that. That's yes. great. Lynch embracing say. new metal and industrial is so cool. Lost Highway is great. Yep. Go listen to our Lost Highway episode. But this yep. has that same thing. Again, I have no idea why Vigo's in his druid cloak meeting with like a vice cop. It's like at the a druid docks. ninja. It's such a weird character. I couldn't, yeah, I was wondering if the if the mask covering the nose and the mouth was some kind of comment on the current i don't know status of the world so again me maybe overthinking things is vigo playing like you know cronenberg on his deathbed (laughs) (laughs) no but his type it's a miracle this movie is in theaters right now right like oh yeah after existence lost that much money even though it was the matrix six months before the matrix both are great with like more holes Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, it's a video game. <laughs> this is surgery. Every question you have is because it's a video game. And <laughs> so I like that Cronenberg is now 80, making this kind of what people say is a classic David Cronenberg movie. Yeah. Not changing. Vigo is the guy that's like, no, I'm getting rid of these organs. I am not, this guy is, but I love everybody thinks it's this inner beauty thing. Mm-hmm. Like these organs are an amazing thing. He has this cult of people who think these organs are these incredible creations that he's willing them. Like he's making pearls or something. Yeah. But they're just non-functioning, gross extra organs. Well, we don't know. He's too scared to allow himself to get mm. to the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fear 
Everybody else is put to the point where they're cutting themselves in dirty alleys just for like a thrill. I know. Like slice into my ankle while I'm watching like a concert. Oh, like, so dirty. You know, that's, this movie is gnarly. There's a lot of gnarly stuff <laughs> yeah, in this movie. It's, it's grisly stuff, I man. I mean, really. I have, a gr- I have a nice story for, for after this, towards the end of this episode. Okay, but okay. there is some, you know, I mentioned Videodrome earlier. It goes beyond him just having the same kind of chest vagina. Yeah, yeah. Like, which James Woods obviously very clearly had. <laughs> and this is... That's where we got the idea. This goes so many funny directions. So... We recently did Scanner Cop. We've been on a Hell huge yeah. Cronenberg universe kick. That's like, true. We've yeah. been loving this Cronenberg. And Scanner Cop, there's like four, five Scanner sequels, right? How much does Crimes of the Future feel like if this was made back then? There would have been like four direct-to-video sequels. Mm. You would have got one about the people from Life Form. The Plastic Eaters. Sure. Yeah, you would have got a whole plastic, plastic eaters. eaters cult. They said it was a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. A whole performance arts underground circuit. You could have covered that. The whole cop vice squad story. The organ registry. I mean, Crimes of the Future Cop sounds like right? it writes itself. There are like six <laughs> different direct-to-video movies that this should have been. So I don't know if like HBO mm. Max is... If Cronenberg's going to ride it out doing Hulu and HBO Max series... Hell yeah. Give me the six series shitty I mean, Crimes of the Future series. Why not? That I'll watch all of and then be like, you know, by episode four. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. But I would have loved the spinoff Organ Registry people because Kristen Stewart. It's time to talk about Kristen Stewart. Okay. Just like Robert Pattinson is getting his own cool side career where he just gets to do anything. Yep. With Kristen, all the greats. Kristen Stewart has had a cool post-Twilight career. I was just thinking that Cronenberg has featured now both stars of Twilight in his movies with Cosmopolis in this one. That's awesome. And she delivers a hell of a performance. She's amazing. She gives such a weird, tick-filled, but <laughs> not annoying at all performance. I loved everything she did is with she, this character. Is she the world's first not annoying manic pixie dream She's- <laughs> She's the most neurotic. Uh, just yeah, could have been. Ter- She's like could have been terrible. It's like could it's like Cronenberg making like a guy's dream anime character. <laughs> it's Cronenberg making like a wife. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. except it's really good. She's so good. I am a huge Adventureland fan. Oh that yeah, mov- yeah, yeah. That movie is so misunderstood because it got billed as an sure. Apatow comedy, and why wouldn't it? That was. When every movie was being billed as Pulp Fiction, Mm -hmm. no matter what. This was an Apatow movie, and it is so different than that. I love Apatow, but Adventureland was not that. But it was deeper, and she was really good in it. And now she's gone into these other cool things like Personal Shopper. And she did that Princess Diana movie, which is a good performance. Yeah, yeah. She's an actress, man. I haven't seen that one. Uh, We talked about her in Underwater, yeah. Dude, Underwater is cool, so she's doing these genre movies. She got to do a Charlie's Angels movie. Oh, Saw yeah. it at Third Street. Kind of sucked. It was kind of fun. <laughs> Whatever. She got to do a Charlie's Angels movie. That's awesome. And she also got... <laughs> dude, that Underwater was a fun flick. Oh, yeah. yeah That's yeah. a Third Street flick through and through. That was a good one. That's a fun movie. And I love that she gets to play Princess Diana. 
in an actual good movie about Princess Diana. Go back and listen to our Princess Di episode. (laughs) Kristen Stewart is so fun in this movie as her kind of... The second time through, there were so many moments that I laughed in this movie. After kind of being like gripping my seat, waiting what shitty limits Cronenberg was going to show. Right. The second time was so kind of more nerdy and joyful and silly and kind of playful. Vigo, I saw, like I said, the first time... The guy still is in absolute agony when he eats. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. But when he starts... And the skeleton chair, it's just not helping. Dude, the skeleton... Okay. I love the Cronenberg devices where it's like, this does this and that, and it's like two things that move. So like a I carnival love ride. all the life form descriptions <laughs> are so like, this guy is holding on to his humanity so hard that he has to stay in these special chairs that like shift his organs around so his food gets digested optimally. Yes. Because he has such a hard time eating human food, which is this gross neon green. We got a, some great like, oh, yeah. future paste. That looks like some real peas and corn and some mush. Yeah. yeah. Some real, real like baby food. Yeah. And he is just like, Stephen Hawking this stuff I down know. just like it is these it like rough. gagging like and he's like grabbing his own throat like when I'm having to feed tacos a pill just <laughs> exactly. like rubbing his throat just like it's and then there's tough. just this funny two little skeleton arms that are just kind of slapping him in the neck <laughs> they're just like slapping him in the face they're not doing anything they're just kind of just glitching out just slapping him so like, I mean, it's like he's on a broken Chuck E. Cheese machine. He's just getting jostled. He looks so uncomfortable. The bed looks cool. Dude. Where he's like in a half a walnut shell floating with these tentacle arms holding him up. That They're all cool. like attached to the back of his palms and he's just... Ex- yeah. So that's what I love more. I love, more. The little, I love the little device that she has. I love him, the, the autopsy bed that opens up with the bone laser yeah. cutters. Dude. Yeah, there's All their surgery table is some the, really cool the effects. Chair needed, the the need a dinner more chair is so silly. That need a little more. All work. it is, it's literally there's like just, four moving pieces. It's uh, it's such a. Uh, but like the no, legs are like kind of like, pumping up and down, like he's in a barber chair, and then these two dongles are just kind of slapping him across <laughs> the face, and then the armrests are kind of going like. Like Cherry from Pee-wee's Playhouse? Yeah, pretty much. Just like, what is this effect? Might have needed another week to work on that. But I liked later on where they showed another one of those weird Cronenberg characters that sounds like Existen's exposition. You need to go see the doctor at the corner of this street. Mm. He's like experimenting in his own uh, organ registry and all his thing. He has this kind of more pleasure-filled scene with his dinner chair. He was like leaning into it and kind of like groaning, whereas yeah, Vigo's yeah. was all just like, just like herky jerking around back and forth, just to eat the shittiest like, mashed peas you've ever seen. Put a put a pad on it. It's like literally looked like it was made out of dinosaur bones. But it all, the you know, we all build to this final scene. The whole movie is building around of all people, Cronenberg's such a weird alternate <laughs> Canadian Tarantino, where he's finding the weird. He's putting Scott Speedman in a movie. You're gonna have in to like tell me who that is. <laughs> he was I was like, like, I know that name, but like he was like in the Underworld franchise. Oh and, uh, yeah, okay. So Cronenberg's. I love how Cronenberg has Man. this connection to that 2000s era of dog shit horror, <laughs> like how he's in Jason X. 
know, he like shows up in all the like worst era horror, but doing really cool stuff. And so I like, yeah, man, we're getting Speedman some work. Oh, Speedman's the guy in The Strangers who we brought up. There recently. you go. Yeah, which that's how I know him. Okay, yeah. There you go. Sure. All right. He's a weird character in this, though. So he he's the he he's, is the father of that son who is eating a whole plastic yeah. bin. Yeah, and whose mother smothered with a pillow in a very long child death scene, right off the bat. That's five minutes in. Five minutes in, you get a child smothered to death by his mom. I feel like I feel like ever since I've had a kid, every movie has had a kid. Get Dude, murdered. there have been, <laughs> and it's every movie that I take you to. This is the worst, like subliminal <laughs> messaging, where I'm just like holding Henry, and I'm just like, "Who's this guy? Yeah. Who's this guy?" And then I'm just like, "Hey, another child death movie's playing, Charlie. Let me beg you to come out and see come, it. Come, come what watch Champagne and Bullets. Just has a baby get stabbed to death." <laughs> oh my God, a sad. <laughs> Sacrifice baby. What am I doing? What am I thinking? This is awful. But yeah, we get the child getting smothered to death right off the bat. Yeah. Speedman looks mildly upset about the situation. All right. When he comes to pick up the body. I love this. He's like, damn. Everybody, <laughs> ah, Everybody has Shit. such weird reactions to this movie. So when I wasn't sure what I was seeing and what I, what to expect... You're right to feel uneasy through this movie. Yeah. So many other different tones and kind of odd quirks show up the second time through. It's such a weird... There's so many com- like small comedic bits that are almost played like as a hack B movie. When Speedman's at a club eating his neon purple candy bar. Mm-hmm. He's really chomping down in front of some ladies who are <laughs> talking like they're not one feet away from him. <laughs> Like he's not the biggest creep in the world. Yeah, like he's a guy just the only man eating in the whole place. Everybody has a martini glass, and he's just like chewing a power bar. Yeah. And then he tosses it on a table, and some guy who looks like a little like tiny thug in a, you know, I know he just that. eats the candy bar and then foams purple in the most cartoonish PG death. And then everybody just kind of goes on with their life. People view death so differently in whatever this mm. year is. With no pain, and with us not sure what the next pleasure is yet, like how will reactions change? How will callous? How callous will people get? You know, we're all going through some fast evolution. It feels like this movie is so silly in so many ways, but also not unbelievable mm-hmm. as a direction. The whole side plot with the microplastics is a pretty neat idea. I liked it a lot. That's yeah. real. I liked that that was the reveal. Yeah, because, yeah, you're seeing him eat this candy bar, and you're like, you don't know it's about plastic yet, you know, specifically. At least I yeah. didn't. Some people can't digest it. Other people seem to entirely subsist yeah. on it. So, yeah, when I learned that, it was like, we're recycling plastic and eating it, and that's also illegal. That just gets your mind really like, okay, why would it be illegal to eat plastic? Well, yes. The meat company would make it illegal. The dairy industry would make it illegal. Like the and there agriculture is a, industry doesn't want you just eating plastic. And there is a moral argument over whether these people are human or not. Mm-hmm. What would we do if our society genuinely started developing non-humans? How would we handle that? Would we be cool with that? I, or would we have to be like, not these cool. need to be burned? Right? right? That'd we, be scary if there was a man who just throw away people that were just slightly different. Yeah, you know. I mean, if there are starting to be people that like have to go to restaurants that serve only plastic, 
Is that just going to happen? People seem... That's why I'm saying this feels like abortion. This feels like trans. People are getting fucking stupid about people just trying to, like, be themselves. Yeah. It is not going well right now. People are reacting terribly and being fueled to do so. And this really feels like an aftermath of that. Mm. An eventual reality. It's feeling... Maybe, again... Maybe no, I'm wrong. reading too much into no, this. No, you're not wrong. That's exactly what it is. I yeah, I uh I agree wholeheartedly that this feels like people are so unaccepting of what's going on around them. Yeah. That you would yeah, like Vigo, you would not accept that you're turning into something else. Yeah. Even even if eating plastic would be the solution. I mean, if you were starting to grow something like on your elbow, like just a big old dangly sack that mm-hmm. feels like it has liquid in it. <laughs> Odds are you would go and get uh. that taken care of. But as you, I can't believe I'm making this tie in. As you brought up with Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> yeah. Those shows have people that are like, yeah, this thing started growing on my back in 2007. And I've just been wearing several sweatshirts to cover it up ever since. Yep. It is a real thing that's happening now. People can't afford to get their giant growths taken care of, so they have to go on a show <laughs> and have it cut open and squeezed out for me to see. Every episode of like the My 600-Pound Life, it's like, how did it get this far? Yeah, how did it come to this, right? Yeah. And this feels like a direct like confrontation to that. There are so many shows, man. Hoarders has probably been on for 20 mm. years. Mm-hmm. We are all directly looking at these people that we're getting to deem like freaks in society, but also kind of looking on interested in their lives. I didn't watch Pimple Popper to laugh at it. I was genuinely like, what's going to be in that? (laughs) What's coming out of that? I can't. I can't. What's coming out of there? How different is that than like growing a new organ that might not have a use? Just growing an extra shiny lump in your body that's, you know, Mm -hmm. how different is that? not that far off and with and, us and just the idea of plastic surgery and yeah, yeah if you want it you could today get a bunch of ears sewn onto your body like sure. that's not impossible to do yeah you know they even have the scene where where caprice gets those little bumps in her forehead sure like plastic inserted into her brow like, that's a total thing people you can just do, right do that people yeah. have like you know the dumb brass knuckles yeah. right in the middle of her forehead or somewhere like you get their eyeballs tattooed like yeah, people are already people do this experimenting with what it means to look like a person and behave like a person in life. Yeah, in this society, you know this. We talked about Alex Garland. We saw Men and uh, Crimes of the Future on the same day. Oh, just and a nice Garland is is a definite like Lynch acolyte or a Cronenberg acolyte. Yeah, he's not derivative, but you know that walk when so someone can run. The comparisons are impossible, especially when you're watching them in the same four-hour window. Mm -hmm. But this idea of, you know, these useless organs or organs that you are not letting grow into their own use. Like, have you ever seen Never Let Me Go? Yeah, written by Alex Garland, the screenplay. It was, you know, 10 years ago Mm -hmm. about the future of some poor people are just going to be harvested for the organs. And they're going to be happy to have the job. (laughs) Doesn't feel that far off, right? This feels like a different universe, but not that far from Crimes of the Future. 
where there's this national organ registry where we just want to keep track. We're not an official agency, but we want to see where these things are going. If there's patterns, you know, there's questions of, have you ever seen someone be able to digest it on their own? There's an experimental surgery to get these plastic eaters that last step. Yeah, right. They couldn't d- dispose of it properly without this last... Somebody shows up there, pulls up their shirt, and there's like 900 individual cuts. It's like, whew, that feels like a long, tough surgery. Mm-hmm. There's some thought into this. And I love that level of depth into the future where some people are just not fighting this transition. They're leaning into their transition. They're horny for the transition. They are desperate for this, right? But also that element of just making them an underground circuit that's pressing candy bars like they're making soap in Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That was a fun... That's fun. Yeah. That that feels like a great 90s kind of touch, right? And if this was a movie that he had mostly written for the 90s, more power to him. Makes them. sense, yeah. If he got to make that, that's amazing. But... I love these allusions to the old ways and the new ways. Timlin, Kristen Stewart's great, sexy, nerdy character who does all the, like, surgery is sex. I don't know if I saw her as sexy. It's just this weird, I'm telling you, dude, the the second time I saw it changed so many of the the views I had on these characters. I saw so many different emotions. I mean, she certainly is also horny. Yes. But she's this timid little church mouse. Well, he describes it perfectly when he says... I find her very attractive in a bureaucratic way. <laughs> sure. That's a great Vigo kind of delivery. And I like that they play around this future relationship, you know, where he, she's kind of, that's another phantom thread thing, where he kind of aloofly comments on women and she, like, comes up with a witted barb. Mm. There's this jealousy and tension there and this, we don't quite understand their relationship, how far the spread how open is, it but, is. Yeah. yeah how open it is how much of it is a caretaker versus performance partner versus lover and i like how they dip into each of those mm-hmm. kind of parts of their relationship and that we've seen so many like weird vigo sex scenes this guy's a real cool it's in his contract this apparently. guy is a cool sex scene guy <laughs> man he pushes boundaries the first time i was so kind of like primally shocked by that history of violence sex scene oh, yeah. on the wooden stairs but honestly the more I, I love that movie so much that's like a that's a passionate scene man that's two actors <laughs> into it that is animal and the weird sex that we get from vigo here we get that oral sex scene when he has his new zipper Stomach for easy uh, organ access. We get this weird kind of comedy side story about Vigo entering like an inner beauty pageant. (laughs) What was that? What is this? This movie is so silly in some ways. Vigo just like, oh, but if the fix is in, then I will win. Like, what? (laughs) It's this whole silly like Hardy Boys plot about an inner organ growing contest. Such a weird idea. Then Leah Sado's like just going down on Vigo's stomach. Ugh. We're really getting. She is just tongue in this zipper chest. Amazing. Cronenberg was really putting his like. Oh, I got. Exactly. I want to get this. I want to get this signature. I'm just move. picturing this 79 year old man sitting there like with his legs crossed in the in the censors room, just like. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Have a go again. Yeah. Have yep. to do it again. 
Want to see that insertion again? <laughs> but so when Timlin and Kristen Stewart shows up to see, you know, they're kind of like groupies, the people that work at the organ registry. Yeah. They're like fanboys for Vigo because of all his cool organs. I mean, they're into organs. They're, they're, they're organ, yeah. You they're know, obsessed. You do what you love. You never have to work a day in your life. Those guys are living the dream there because they are organ freaks. They're like the lone. And they get to register them. She's like a sexy version of the lone gunman from X Files. <laughs> sure. But with organs. Yeah. Instead of chat rooms. <laughs> and I loved their kind of uh, almost sex scene in the organ registry when Timlin really like gets into the idea of surgery being the new sex. Yeah. And how she's having these fantasies about Vigo doing surgery on her. Right? Yes. The uh, When I saw her doing surgery on you, I wanted you to be doing surgery on me. Yeah. Like a very like porn. I'm so glad that I'm like cool with like idea. missionary. <laughs> like, like I'm really cool that I'm just. That's what I mean. Like I, a lot of me. Like cut my face into gills. A lot yeah. of me mentally has to just kind of trust Cronenberg on this stuff. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, I. It, Really if you does. say so, pal. And I wonder if that's why maybe it doesn't crack my top ten because, like, some of the th- <laughs> the theme, but like you know, the, the themes, sex got too weird, guys. The themes of something like the fly or the brood, I connect to more than just like, oh yeah. What's the line between sex and pain? I I have a line. Yeah, man. I have a pretty like I have a down pretty the firm middle line. line. Yeah. I don't. Hey, like hey, pain. whoa! What's yeah. the pension? I don't hey. like that. Um, <laughs> But that's we get this kind of almost <laughs> sex scene when Timlin is so attracted to him because of who he is. Yeah. You know, celebrity. what he's doing, right? He's a celebrity in he this is. movie. He, he's a future celeb, right? Yeah. And there's this great human to not human line blurred where they're kissing. And he seems like he's starting to have that same reaction to when he's eating baby food. And he's kind of like not great at it. Yeah. Oh, and then he says, like, I'm not so great at the old sex. And I think that can either mean that his body has adapted, that he can no longer perform mm-hmm. the way humans used to connect. But it could have just meant that he was, like, he just, like, jizzed in his pants. <laughs> and he was just, like, he was a guy really terrible at sex. But now he's the guy pioneering the new cool kind of uh-huh. sex. He was a guy so bad at sex that he is now becoming a guy who's like, like I discovered the new sex, What if we guys? just changed everything about sex? Vigo is changing sex. He's a man who got so bad at it yep. that he's like, I learned to grow new organs and have them removed through my stomach and body. Man. That's it. It's a... Be- I mean, I, <laughs> he I looks, would like to think He that. has this reaction like he got there and was like, I'm not so great at the old sex. But again, it's not explained whether his body has evolved past being able to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Is he becoming not a man Does he even anymore? have the equipment? Yeah. What organs? Shockingly, what organs have grown? no full frontal Vigo. I know. Stunning. We I, got other full frontal. We got We got a lot of ladies. We got frontal. child full frontal. Okay. That's a shocker. That's a sh- that's shocks in 2022. I also feel man. like I've been like I've been seeing a lot of penises in movies lately too. <laughs> and, and not Vigo. How did Vigo not do this? And I think the dead child autopsy penis was 
That's a step Just too far. One penis too far. Dude, I took you to a movie back to back. You saw a naked cut up man's penis for like 20 minutes of men. And I was like, oh yeah, this next one, eight year old penis. <laughs> He's dead, don't what worry. What am I doing? <laughs> what movies am I bringing you out for? That's what's out right what now. That is what plays. <laughs> You I mean, should. We're not going to go see Lightyear or whatever the Buzz Lightyear movie is. Let right? me tell you. Right? Or do you want to? I mean, we. Could when I saw to. Tom Cruise's no. penis in Maverick, <laughs> exactly. it is in like what? Can't get away from. That's it. what we're doing now. Also, pretty cut up. Cut. <laughs> Straight up cut. But I just love this idea of like, is his body just no longer human? These people that are the cult of plastic. Yeah. The boy that was murdered was murdered because he's. The first child who was born already with the ability to process plastic. And his mother saw him as a thing, a monster. Yeah, not, she's not a no person, longer not a boy. And that's a believable reaction. Yeah. You know, how much of a percentage of not human would we as a species tolerate before we started getting like how far along is Skynet gonna get? Mm. I know we get that whole like uh Well it well yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's just you don't wanna gotta hand it to the woman who smothered her child. <laughs> but when your child's eating a waste bin at three in the morning and creating this Jeff Goldblum fly acid foam. Yeah. I like that we get a great visit, return visit to the mom. When Vigo yeah. visits her in prison. Because Scott Speedman wants Vigo to incorporate his son in the performance art. Here's another thing I'm thinking too hard about. <laughs> Cronenberg's old as hell. <laughs> this dude is old, right? <laughs> and when Scott Speedman has the just his son's corpse saved in like a box. The whole movie. He just has it at, a sh- at an in old a apartment. In a freezer. I hope. I think, and shows it to Vigo going, eh? You want to cut this boy open? You want to show some people this uh, real autopsy? And Vigo's like, I better talk, figure out why the mother killed this this thing. I love the explanation. And that's just this so, she's cold about it, but you kind of see, like, kind of got, I get where she's coming from. This is a scary thought. Of yeah. how much inhuman do we accept? And the scary part is society, there's a growing percentage that are viewing everything as inhuman. Mm. This is actually alien stuff that Cronenberg's dealing with. People are dealing with normal people as being inhuman. This is happening. It's scary. And Cronenberg presents this in a way that I don't know. There's so many different ways this can all go. Does the government shut down these plastic eaters? That's the B-movie side of the plot. The A-movie side of the plot is the human side. Mm-hmm. It's that shot of Cronen- of Vigo kind of accepting that he might <laughs> these organs might be evolving himself. He might be the the next form of man. The first man to grow his own evolution. I mean, all these other people had to have yeah. special surgery. He might be the one, you know? And he's, yeah, he's having a real, like, having to come to terms with himself kind of idea of who he really is. It's a, it's a wolfman kind of story. Yeah. Do you accept yourself as this wolfman? It's Jeff Goldblum becoming the fly, mm-hmm. you know? 
how far of a per- does the percentage have to shift before you cease being a man? Jeff Goldblum did it more sad in The Fly. Yeah. Fly hits me so hard. That sh- Ugh. He's so... Even when there's a couple percent in there, it's there. Mm-hmm. American Werewolf. Yeah. There's a little bit there. How far is too far, but that just knowing that there's a small percentage in there. And I love how Cronenberg's still confronting that. There's this final shot of him. After the whole operation's been shut down, the organ registry sabotaged the surgery. Yeah. There's so many stories I don't understand. The, There's a couple of characters that you think are going to show up again that we never see. Yeah, the ending gets a little muddled. The third act feels like they hit the ground running and had to just wrap shit. Like they ran out of money and they're just like, cut it up. Right. It the, feels a little bit. The more I think about it, the more it feels like we just sprint to the like end. The, me- the medical technicians turn out to be like spies or, or assassins. The medical technicians feels more like a thing written in a TV show. They felt yeah. underbaked, kind of funny when they were kind of marking out over his original edition bed. I assume that's all we would see them do is yeah. just explain how some of the equipment works and go like, he's got an AR They over, had the o- weirdest appearances. I thought that was the only time they'd be in. Mm-hmm. The next time we see him, we get to see full frontal. <laughs> they are, again, <laughs> they suddenly just horny get... for the beetle bed. Yeah unexpected hoardiness everyone loves then, this stuff and then like in the third act they're like assassins yeah weird character arcs they for these three don't they get speed they kill speedman right yeah they drill through his they give uh, him the drill neck. again i drill. don't totally know Mafia why speedman shit. got killed i don't know if i'm dumb but there's a lot of threads that just feel like and maybe they were saved by mo <laughs> like just We'll be back next week, kind of thing. Yeah. That's what it feels like. All right, I'm waiting for the for the Peacock original Crimes of the Future cops, mm-hmm. and it, me getting pissed at seeing the same commercials every Peacock break. So, I hope we do get that because this final shot of Cronin of uh, Vigo, I, I view these I two know. as the <laughs> same man. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say They're I had not heard of this in 2020. Vigo Mortensen directed a movie called Falling. He wrote, wrote it, directed it, starred in it. I think he plays a gay man whose father is really bigoted, and I think the father is Lance Henriksen. Whoa. Yeah. Never heard I of I never that. heard of this, right? Yeah. And Cronenberg plays Vigo's therapist. Oh, perfect. These dudes are... I love that. These are guys, man. History of violence, Eastern promises, dangerous method, and now crimes of the future. This is a partnership. This is a fruitful partnership. We got to see falling. Anyway. Definitely. This final shot of Vigo at an indeterminate time in the future where Leia Seda is kind of helping his transition. She's kind of like handling these toxic bars with kid gloves. Right. He's finally eating the plastic. He's finally trying it. Yeah. After Scott Speedman is murdered, after we've kind of given these weird rebel alliance, like we're only one of the plastic bar man they're all we have chapters everywhere and when vigo finally accepts like that he's changing and that this movie closes on this look of like kind of ecstasy and peace oh, yeah. that's a good can- it looks like a really good candy bar right yeah he eats it and he's just like oh yeah that's i should have been doing that you know when you get like a really good baby ruth <laughs> or like a twix like just hits and Definitely. it's just like mm. 
Mm-hmm. And Vigo just has his emotion. It's been a long day. Like I said, if you see, the, if you get the urge <laughs> get to see this movie bar. again, I, I, I swear will, sure. the emotions that you can read differently on Vigo's face—they're so. Like I said, if you want to see pain, it's there. Mm-hmm. But the second time through, I was seeing all this pleasure and that final shot of him finally kind of like letting go. Cronenberg always said that The Fly was not an AIDS movie, mm. which feels dubious because that is a feels pretty on the nose for sure, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. A great one. But that kind of you, there's this pleasure aspect of, of Vigo kind of like eating that baby Ruth, just like, oh, yes. Like, that is good. Oh, yeah. That is good. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> you know. Not to invoke this movie that I always bring up. Are you saying this is an AIDS movie? <laughs> come on. That feeling of like letting go. That sad, you know, this body is changing and you're fighting and fighting. Like Cronenberg's done this mm. before. He's encountered that before. We don't know if these tumors are killing him or he's evolving. And so this could be a final release we're looking at. This could be his new way of life. But it cuts off before we know. And so I think there is that possibility that it's his final kind of euphoric pain. Like a death with dignity yeah, kind of a thing? Yeah, I think... Like, like he could you know, not eat the plastics, but he decided to just... Just like, why am I putting myself through yeah, all yeah, these yeah. like organ I didn't even removals? consider that. How hard am I trying to live? I'm I'm in this awful skeleton chair that's just slapping <laughs> these, so bad. these skeledildos across my mouth. Every day. You know the chair just is also whispering, like, eat better, stupid, you yeah. stupid man. Eat, eat, eat your stupid I got to be food. hooked up to, like, eight different <laughs> tubes just to be in my, like, walnut bed. Yeah. Like, at a certain point, there's this beautiful scene from Bruce Davison in Longtime Companion. Oh, my goodness. A very sad, very touching AIDS movie where he's with his lover and just telling him to, like, like, let go. Mm. Like, we've been through, like, what more do you want, right? Like, we've had it. And that peace and, like, that letting go of that pain, I love where Cronenberg cut it off and just left you wondering. He's so good. At, if this is it for the, again, haven't seen a Cronenberg. <laughs> uh, I'm just it playing the numbers, man. It. I saw a Cronenberg movie in 2007. I don't think I'm going to see a Cronenberg movie in 2037. Yeah. So... <laughs> This is just that God, blurred so. line of pleasure and pain that he has explored so many times. Man's still doing it. It all became one at the end, right? I think I'm still going to need longer to figure out where this sits mm-hmm. in my uh, general Cronenberg uh, top, but I can see the argument for. It's a, it's a lot of interesting ideas that aren't getting talked about enough right now approached in a real classic sci-fi way it's also a lot of ideas i'm finding i, I have trouble talking about yeah verbally and Complicated maybe you need and... them in a visual film kind of setting to really think about them sure and just what it all means it's worked and i've thought a lot about this movie there's so, yeah there's so much that happens all at once uh several times in this movie that yeah it's like it feels weird to even try to verbalize it so Maybe it shouldn't be. I had a great moment walking out. I saw saw it with you and walking out of there. I always 
have found myself lately in these situations where like I'm in a movie, especially on a Sunday like that on the off hours Mm -hmm. where there'll be a couple of my loopers sitting up behind me. Just a couple of like 60 year old men, older you, older me 20 years from now, just watching a Cronenberg movie on a Sunday. And this one guy was taking stairs real slow at the end. And I did the courteous thing and let him go. And then I realized, oh, man, (laughs) walking down the whole aisle behind this dude. So then we were just married. At that point, we were walking with each other for the next four minutes. Sure. Because he's not going to move to the side to let you get through. Right. It's a narrow hallway, narrow staircase. (laughs) And uh, I know they say to not confront your looper and, like, look him in the eyes. But this guy's got, like, a little mustache. And he's in good shape. So that fares well for me. Moving slowly, moving slowly, which is uh, he's got an extra concerning. organ or two in there, right? And uh, once we get out in like daylight, once we're out in the hallway, he goes, uh, "We didn't say anything up till then." Sure. And he goes, "Hey, uh, can I ask you a question?" Oh, <laughs> he's got this like white little cute Wilfred Brimley mustache. He's like a little five foot six guy, but nice, good okay. looper, good looper. Sure, and he goes. Was the subject material in that movie a little dark? <laughs> <laughs> like he's Sam Elliott in the Lebowski or something. Did you have to use so many cuss words in that one, that's, Cronenberg? That's bizarre. And so, you know, it was in Theater 11, way in the back corner. So we had this like long, slow walk to get to the, the escalator. And me and this this future me had this little Cronenberg conversation Hmm. and so we start I just asked him some questions about the movie about you know the pleasure and the evolution threshold and he was like and he goes you know kind of reminded me of this weird movie where a guy put like a VHS tape in his (laughs) chest and I said was it James Woods he goes yeah yeah it was I was like that was David Cronenberg. And he goes, oh, okay. Wow. This dude has been just looping through these movies for 40 years. He's probably seen every Cronenberg movie. Yeah. I was like, have you seen The Fly? Have you seen? He'd seen. I was like, look at that. You're a Cronenberg expert. So I was like, think about this movie in the same movie, same way you've thought about those. This guy remembered Videodrome. He didn't know David Cronenberg. Damn. But he remembered via. He said immediately, was like, I've seen a chest vagina before in a movie. (laughs) I've seen that somewhere. Getting the same vibes as that (laughs) chest vagina movie from 35 years ago. When I'd asked him if he'd seen other Cronenberg movies that I could, you know, kind of compare it to, he said no. But I said, You're a Cronenberg expert. Yeah. You've seen all the big ones. And then it was just this kind of like, Oh. And he's. Just Cronenberg getting to make these movies that make people question the evolution of man. It's nice work if you can get it. It'll stick with you. Sticks to the ribs. I get why people are saying this is classic Cronenberg. This feels like when your brain thinks of Cronenberg, as much as I like Dangerous Method, when you close your eyes and think Cronenberg, you think of that more visceral transition. And this is a return to that. And... It played in a movie theater with a recliner <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday. It's great. It was great. It played in the middle of Top Gun and Jurassic World. I love it. It came to this. It did come to this. This just makes me want to see, do like three more Cronenberg episodes. 
I, we haven't done so a Videodrome yet. I haven't seen Cosmopolis or Maps to the Stars. Mm. I've loved so much of the 2000s Cronenberg. Those feel, I mean, Cosmopolis was eight years ago now. Yeah. This guy's been out of theaters for eight years. We got to do those. Oh, I think Cronenberg Random Draw is coming up. This is oh, beca- definitely. It's becoming Cronencast. Oh, here it we go. It came to Cronencast. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll see you at the next one, then, yes. I guess. <laughs> I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. Thank you for listening. Good night.